It might be obvious mm-hmm. to you, but it's not obvious to me. Like mothers mm-hmm. see what no one else sees. Sometimes, mm-hmm. sometimes. You're still cray cray. I mean, well, you're still. Where do you think I get um, it? I like that that you're still zany. <laughs> zany. Hello, friends, and welcome back to another episode of Pickles and Vodka, the mental health podcast where imperfect people have imperfect conversations. I'm Christina, your host, and today's episode is actually a solo episode where I talk about the last year and all the crazy shit that's happened to me and how it brought me here to where I am now in my parents' house on a rainy Sunday afternoon with an empty bag of ginger shoes on the floor next to me, wearing no makeup and a pair of my sister's white fuzzy shorts because that's just how I roll. I've been writing the outline for this episode, like, all morning. I meant to get it recorded earlier, but then I took a little interlude to schedule a booster shot for myself because it's just been way too long, and I should have gotten one by now, so this is your reminder. If you have not done so already to go get your COVID booster shot, it's the responsible thing to do, and guess what? I don't have health insurance right now. I was still able to find a free one at Walgreens of all places. They actually make it really, really easy for you to schedule an appointment on their website. You can do the paperwork and everything in less than 10 minutes. Um, But for real, this episode is already off to a rocky start since, like I said, I was planning to record earlier. I got here at like 9 a.m. and I spent the last three hours writing the outline for this episode Uh, Because I want things to be fairly organized. (laughs) I can hear the audience quietly laughing in the background. But there's a lot of stuff I want to cover, so I want to make sure I cover all of it. At the end of this episode, after I finish talking about my life, I'm going to be reading your holiday recommendations, which is going to be super entertaining. So obviously I want to get to all that today, but then my parents are coming home from church any minute, and so I'll have to stop for that and it's just going to be a huge ordeal. Whatever, my life is crazy, and you can only plan things so much. (laughs) If I had to summarize this year in a quote, that would probably be it. You can only plan things so much, and when you do plan things, your plans often go awry. It's kind of okay. I'm a huge planner, but There's a certain beauty to just like letting go, not just a beauty, but like a a freedom. There's a freedom in letting go and just being like, you know what? Shit's going to happen that I don't plan for and that's okay. I can have all the best plans in the world and shit still happens. I'm, oh God, I don't want to get ahead of myself here, but a lot of shit happened for me this year that I did not plan for. I, I planned for it to be crazy. I always do. But then some even more crazy shit happened that I didn't plan for. And it was just like, are you kidding me? (laughs) My sister Bonnie actually sent me the best quote just now on Facebook Messenger. Uh, She said, adulthood is like looking both ways before you cross the street and getting hit by an airplane. (laughs) And honestly, it's so true. It's so true. So having said that, hello. Welcome. If you are new to the podcast, it's it's pretty much always this random. But 
yeah, my name's Christina. I am 29. I started this podcast in 2018 when I lived in DC and I was going through a breakup and a relapse into my eating disorder and alcoholism and I just didn't have anyone to talk to about it. Uh, since then, I moved to Seattle. I got sober from alcohol and have recently been dealing with my eating disorder in addition to a bunch of other fun little mental illnesses and toxic coping mechanisms sprinkled on top of that, uh, which I'll talk about here. But that's just like a little brief summary if you're new here and you don't know a lot about me. The format of the podcast these days is every other week I will post an interview with a guest where we talk about their mental health experiences and stories and just like, I don't know, all I literally ask for any of my guests is to just be honest and vulnerable and you don't have to be recovered to be on here. You don't have to be okay. All you need to do is just talk about the things that you don't really talk about in real life. Um, and I try to do that myself as well, obviously. Like I was saying, every other week I interview a guest and then every other week from that, I do a solo episodes where um, I talk about things going on in my life and I usually read an old journal entry from like 2009. Lately, we've been going through those, but I'm not going to do that this episode because there's a lot of other stuff I want to talk about. And all of my journal entries from like December 2009 were really fucking depressing. And <laughs> I was thinking about trying to weave one into this episode, but I don't think we really need it. Not to say negativity is bad. I think we do need to talk about it, but I think a lot of times I get so caught up in my past trauma and it can be really easy for me at least to get stuck in the past. And sometimes you can learn a lot from that. I have definitely learned a lot good and bad about myself from reading old journal entries, but I don't know. It's the holidays. I feel like we, we don't need that this week. Maybe next week. Um, oh, speaking of next week. So, okay, before I get into the meat of this episode, um, if you know about my journey or if you're just kind of popping in and you're like, what is this bitch about? Um, hello. Hi. This episode, I'm going to talk about the year 2021 and kind of the hardships I went through, what I learned, the cool people I met along the way, um, stuff like that. I'm not going to talk too much about the podcast this episode because next week, December 27th, so Monday, two days after Christmas, I'm going to be releasing my third annual Hot and Spicy Pickle Awards episode in which I recognize each of the guests I've had on that year with a personalized award. So if you're into the office, it's kind of like the Dundies. Some of them are heartwarming. Some of them are funny in nature. But every person who's been on my podcast that year gets an award. And so I'll also take a portion of that episode to talk about the ways that the podcast has changed in 2021 because it changed a lot for the better, hopefully. But yeah, I'll stop right there for now. My parents are coming home from church any second, and part of me is salty that they're going to be interrupting this, but also part of me wants to grab, like, my mom or maybe both. No, my dad gets kind of long-winded on here. I actually tried to have him, um, I never talked about this, but Thanksgiving, I had most of my immediate family in the area, and so I brought my microphone to dinner, and I tried to go around and have everyone record what they learned that year. First, I had them say their name and their relationship to me, and then I had them just do a little five-minute reflection of their year. It was really cute. And then we took it outside 
uh, to the fire pit on their deck, and we tried to continue out there with my camera microphone, but that recording didn't really turn out, and so I kind of just, like, ditched it. But anyway, my dad's was, like, 10 minutes long, and we... <laughs> That's all I'm going to say, but... Um, but my mom's been on the podcast before, and y'all love her, so I'm thinking of just, like, grabbing her when she gets home and being like, yo, mom, how did I grow this year? Tell me all the awesome things about me this year, because it's all about me. Um, it's actually funny, I've said this before, but I'm the oldest of seven, and every time I come to my parents' house now, it's usually just me by myself, because most of my other siblings are gone, so I kind of feel like an only child, and it's been great for my ego. But yeah, I'm going to go see if they're home now because I can hear rustling downstairs. Uh, I'll be right back. All right. Hello. So the one and only Ginger Lou is here with me once again. Yay. Everyone's been clamoring for her return. I know it. My, the paparazzi, the, the podcast, my life is a zoo. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, your life is a zoo. It is. As we've established. I'm so popular. And I just. (laughs) You were just telling me a story. (laughs) I can't say this with a straight face. You just got home and you were telling me all your plans. I am busy. You just got done working at church and now you're going to take a nap and then you're going to go back to church and then you're going to. What else are you going to do? Party. You're going to party. I'm going to go to a Christmas party and then it's back to church. What does. Father is in the choir. Partering. What does partying look like for Ginger Lou these days? Oh, what doesn't it look like? I'm dancing. It always involves dancing and laughing. And you know this. I'm the life of the party. Yes, I do. I really do. I I leave with about five new best friends. Yes. That's what I love about you. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. Uh, So I'm not going to take up too much of your time. Okay. You said you have a surprise for me. I do have a surprise, but it has to wait for a few minutes. So, um, because I'm doing this episode about the last year of my life, mm-hmm. and you have been a huge part of my life this Aww. year. Um, I moved here from Seattle to be closer to family and have gotten really close to you, and like not just physically, but also just like I feel like we bonded. We more. have bonded. We've been yes. spending more time together. Yes. Um, but I just I wanted to that. ask you, looking at me in the last year, how do you mm, think wow. I've grown, and like what are some things that you've noticed that maybe I might not have noticed? That is a great question. Because it's all about me, baby. (laughs) I think that you are softer. If that, like, relaxed, softer. You're definitely here for everyone. Like, we were joking. You're in all the pictures, like, this is Elizabeth doing this, or this is David, and here we are at the matinee, and, um, and I'm just always in the back. Yeah, you're kind of always, there's Christina, she was there for that moment, but, I and you laughed, that, you laughed at, oh, because I don't have a life, because of what else do I have to do to be with my family, but and I feel like even though you're still in recovery, that um, you are getting better, and that can't help but change you, you know, when you're healing. And it's just so obvious to the, to me and the rest of us. I think that's important. Like, that's one of the reasons I asked you, because I not only treasure your opinion, but it's really hard. To, it might be obvious mm-hmm. to you, but it's not obvious to me. Like, mothers mm-hmm. see what no one else sees sometimes. Mm-hmm. sometimes. You're still cray-cray. I mean, well, you're still... I, where do you think I get I, it? I like that, that you're still zany. <laughs> zany? And, I mean, you, you, even since you've gotten back here, 
you've had three jobs. Oh my God! And, well, I'm going to talk about that. Yeah, I haven't and even gotten some, into that yet. you know, different, different people and you know yeah. coming and going and um, but it's you've been, been rock solid through it. I have seen you like you didn't get here and all your problems went away. That would have worried me a little bit yeah. because I knew that you don't leave your problems back in Seattle. They yeah. came with you here. But I would say, by the grace of God, you have rebounded in not terribly harmful ways. You know, that's my hot and spicy pickle. Award. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which I'm a little disappointed I didn't get a hot and spicy pickle award. Well, this I'm year, about but... you're gonna get something better. Okay, I'm so excited. So, do you have anything else to say? Um, just continue the good progress that you're on, and all of us are a work in progress. So I'm just so glad we're not three hours time zone different Me too. now. That was rough. And I can just she's here all the time, people. Gonna, <laughs> we take, get to see Christina a lot. I'm take a picture of the so setup. Grateful. It's so funny. I'm literally hunched I over know. on my sister's this bed, is... hunched over, shoving a microphone in my mom's face. Yay! Cute. So we are adorable. <laughs> Anyway. Okay, so um, I got you something. Oh my it's goodness! What is this? Are so we you. I see um, your vape, and my you know I don't vape, so I can't. Not yet. Vape. <laughs> um, I'll just oh. give it to you. It's okay. a sticker. A sticker. And you can do hard things. I love this. Do more hard things than anyone I know, oh, and you, you encourage me to do hard things. Oh, and um, yes. I yeah. love this. Thank you. Oh, we're hugging. We are hugging. Oh, get in here. So get in here, listener. Mm. You get a hug. You get a hug. Yeah. All right. Thank that's you, that's it. I just wanted you to take a picture of you with your sticker. Oh, cute. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, I love this. Now I have to decide where I put it. Yes. So All right. Get one right there. <laughs> okay. That was that. Um, let's go back into solo mode, shall we? Now that my mom has helped me out with my intro, let's just get this started. Uh, right off the bat, December 2020, I was kind of a mess. I don't know if y'all remembered, I was in a really bad spot with my eating disorder. I'd just gone through yet another breakup, and I was just really tired of it. And so, um, winter 2020 slash 2021 was all about big decisions for me. I knew I had to make some big decisions. And so December, this time last year, I made the decision to get help. Now, I've been talking about my mental health for a few years now on the podcast, but asking for help is really hard for me. And so I made the really big decision one night at like 2 a.m. to start a GoFundMe to get into eating disorder treatment, which at the time... Um, I thought I would just have to pay the deductible of $5,000. It ended up being a lot more than that. But my GoFundMe basically was to raise the $5,000 to get me in. And not only did I meet my goal, but I met it within 24 hours of posting. I was just overwhelmed with gratitude. That's kind of an understatement. It was the first time I had really asked for that kind of thing and I knew that I had to go through with it which was really scary in and of itself but that was kind of the beginning of a new chapter in my life of asking for help and taking action for myself and so January 2021 I went to treatment 
I was there for three months and that was obviously a big decision in and of itself but while I was in treatment I also made a couple of other big decisions namely to leave Seattle where I was at at the time and come back home to Virginia and I say home but I didn't grow up here my family was in the military when I was living with them, and so we moved around a lot. They ended up moving here to Virginia six or eight years ago now. Wow. Um, but I have never lived here with them. So when I say home, I mean close to family. Um, it's been over a decade since I lived close to family, and I knew that my problems were just going to keep following me around wherever I went, and that in order to really recover and reestablish my baseline of health and happiness, whatever that means, I needed to be closer to family and just needed to accept the support that they provided me or that I knew they would provide. So I made that decision last year in January. Um, I also made the decision to let go of my first quote unquote big girl job. Um, I worked at Starbucks for seven years while I was getting my degree and this job in Seattle was kind of my first nine to five office job in which I utilized my degree and um, I had health insurance with them at the time and I had to make the decision when I was in treatment to quit that job and move back to Virginia and that was really hard because they were good people and I, I felt like I was kind of tied to them in so many ways but I knew that I would have to let go of that too if I were to move forward. So that was another big decision. I was in treatment through March. That kind of brings me to spring of 2021. I'm kind of going through this in, in phases, by the way, um, this recap. So winter 2021, big decisions. Spring 2021 was kind of all about painful growth. I, I learned that leaving a less than ideal situation that might not be terrible is kind of necessary sometimes to help you grow. Like, I, I've kind of thought a lot about short-term survival versus long-term thriving. And one big realization I had last year was that I might be surviving in the short term, but I definitely wasn't thriving and I didn't really have any plans for a future. I wasn't suicidal anymore like I was around the time that I got sober, but I had no plans. I was just kind of living one day, one week at a time, which nothing wrong with that at all. Sometimes that's all you can do, but that's not what I wanted long-term. I actually heard a really good quote, I don't remember where, but I wrote it down and I wanted to say it here, which is that the only way simply existing is good enough is when you're faced with a crisis scenario for a life. I'll say that again. The only way simply existing is good enough is for when you're faced with a crisis scenario for a life. And that is really relevant to me because my life has always kind of been a crisis. There's, we had a really loving family growing up. They still are loving, but um, there's a lot of trauma there. Um, financial insecurity and spiritual trauma for me personally and mental illnesses and addiction and stuff like that. So growing up in our family, every day was kind of crazy, uh, cray cray, as you heard my mom say earlier. Um, it was crazy and we kind of learned to exist in crisis mode. And to this day, I kind of do my best work when I'm in crisis mode. I'm a procrastinator 
I wait till the last minute to do things and then I usually am able to pull pretty good results out of nowhere but the the long-term effects of that is that all all I have energy for is just to exist and that's fine again when you're in a crisis scenario for a life simply existing is not only good enough but I would say simply existing is a victory however my goal especially now is long-term thriving I want to keep growing I don't just want to survive I'm tired of just surviving and so I've been thinking about that a lot and moving it all back to the spring of 2021 when I got out of treatment I think I was just starting to see that and I was thinking okay now that I am kind of getting started in recovery and I feel like I can breathe again and I know I'm going to move to Virginia in the summer and I have all these months to kill in Seattle beforehand, what can I do to kind of foster a lifestyle of growth? And so (laughs) I decided that I was going to do a lot of exploration namely sexual and relational exploration. I haven't really talked about this a lot on the podcast before, but I kind of had a little hoe phase this summer. Um, It was entirely by choice. I grew up kind of sexually repressed in a really religious environment, and as you know, my body image issues have not helped with that. So I didn't really date ever. When I was in college, I had my first long-term relationship at 19, and since then I've kind of had a couple of long-term relationships and I don't regret anything. I generally know how to pick good people. I still am in touch with most of my exes, but I just wanted to date for fun for the first time in my life. And so this summer I did a little bit of that. It was crazy. I did get hurt by a few of them, but overall I grew and I had fun I think people don't think about fun as a goal in dating. People are always thinking about, I I need to be with someone. I need to, I don't know, whether it's being with someone long-term or just like having someone to bring around to the holidays or whatever, or even someone to, you know, fill your bed at night. I, I think, I don't really hear personally about people just wanting to have fun. Like I'm dating to have fun, that's it. Um, or I'm dating for experiences. And so I did. I met a lot of cool people. I had a lot of fun. I did a lot of things that I had been wanting to do, like try mushrooms and go camping and ride motorcycles. And, you know, I, I spent the night on the beach with someone that I barely knew. Like, it was so much fun. And, of course, I was safe. Like, be safe, everyone, please. But coming out of that, I think I realized that fun is really important to me, but so is stability and security, whatever that means. And so I never would have found out those things if I hadn't done that. I'm, I'm kind of seeing someone new now and it is serious, but I never would have felt ready to be here if I hadn't gone out and done that exploration and experimentation for myself. I mean, I was single also for a few years when I moved to Seattle, and that was great too. That taught me a lot about myself, and I, th- I just think it's really cool how now I'm at this place where I can know what I want, and I also know that I'll be fine if I don't find that. And the only way I got here was through dating, 
and taking a chance and just like embracing the uncomfortable honestly I put myself in some uncomfortable situations but it was all worth it and that was kind of the theme of this summer Uh, which brings me to fall of 2021 so I, I say fall but what I really mean is like August onward the theme of that time in my life was definitely uprooting and transplanting so I moved to Virginia from Seattle in August of 2021 and it was really fun in a lot of ways it was really exciting Seattle had not been too kind to me and so I was excited to leave um, and not spend my whole paycheck on rent anymore but also I don't know I, I had to give up a lot I think the thing that that taught me was that I'm tired of uprooting myself every few years I've been doing it pretty much since I moved out at 18 and so as a result I'm really good at packing up all my shit and moving. I'm really good at forming new connections and making myself at home really fast in a new place, but I'm almost 30. This isn't what I want anymore. I I had to throw away like eight trash bags of clothes when I moved here. Uh, Not throw away, like I donated it, of course, but that's just an, an example of having to buy new stuff everywhere I go because, you know, it's not sustainable and it's expensive and... I'm just tired of it. So I I think I kind of surprised myself. I've talked a lot about my move in past episodes. I won't talk a ton about it now, but one thing I think I realized about me this year is that once I make a decision, I tend not to think too hard about it. I, I try to make a decision and then I stick with it. And sometimes it can be a little impulsive. Uh, for instance, When I moved to Seattle on a whim following my breakup in 2018, I had never been to the West Coast before. (laughs) I um, didn't know anybody there, really. And the way it played out, I can think, wow, that was kind of a shit show. It was pretty detrimental. And I wonder what would have happened if I had just stayed in Virginia with my family and skipped three years of struggle. But it's impossible to think like that, right? Like all the things that happened in Seattle that were really hard, being suicidal, going to detox, getting sober, forming a new relationship, getting a new job and then losing both of those and then going to eating disorder treatment and and all this stuff. It was really hard, but I don't know if that would have happened if I had stayed in Virginia. I just don't know. It's impossible. So in the end, all I can do is not regret, but kind of appreciate myself for not thinking about it too hard and doing it. Like that's, I've come to see it as a strength, Um, just making a decision and doing it. Some things I've done, most other people just wouldn't even consider doing. Moving across the country by myself. I don't know a lot of people that have done that and I don't want to toot my own horn, but I'm also trying to, like I said, focus on the positive aspects of my personality because I need all the help I can get in that area. So I'm really proud of myself for taking risks and embracing the unknown and just in the end doing what I needed to do to get back here, which is kind of ironic. Let me tell you, since moving back here, like my mom said earlier, it has not been easy. Uh, I've relapsed a couple times. I've struggled with uh, substance abuse at various times, not with alcohol, but with other things. I won't really go into it, but I, I do believe in harm reduction 
as a coping mechanism. So like, for instance, if I use nicotine or marijuana, that's, I'm not drinking. And so I consider that a win. But with that said, those things can be harmful in their own right. And so I've kind of been dealing with that this whole time. I've had some really devastating blindside moments happen with relationships and with work. I guess I'll just talk about work now. Since moving here in August of this year, 2021, I've had four jobs, um, but I was in another job at the beginning of this year. And so this year alone, I've had five jobs. This is coming from someone who worked seven years at the same company. I'm very loyal. I like job security. I like being really good at what I do. I like having seniority. So for me to have five jobs in one year is just, even saying it now, I'm just kind of shocked. And it's been really hard. I I read a post I made on Instagram earlier this year, which was kind of like a get to know your host post for the people who might not know me. And one of the things I wrote at the very end was this year, I moved back to Virginia and I got financially stable. And I just had to laugh because obviously that didn't last. Um, The job that I moved here for ended up laying me off and then I had two kind of temporary jobs after that just to stay afloat and those were kind of nightmarish in their own right and then finally you know I'm at a job now that is predictable and secure and stable and it pays well and uh, I like the people that I work with it's it's a very typical office job and honestly I am thrilled to have it I just want to chill somewhere for a second and just save money and um, deal with the debt that's been piling over my head since then. Not only do I still owe payments on my treatment, but uh, I'm still paying off college loans from a college I didn't even graduate from. And on top of that, I owe the government a lot of money from unemployment overpayment. Apparently, they're saying they paid me too much last year. And it's just a lot and I know I'm not the only one dealing with it I know thousands and thousands of people are dealing with the same problem which is a really poor reflection of our government but also just breaks my heart because I know how dehumanizing it can be to be in debt and to be financially insecure in general um, especially if you're around my age or older even like I don't take it for granted at any point the fact that I can pay my rent and pay my groceries and feed my cats I don't take it for granted and I have the privilege of living close to family now so like they've only had to help me out a couple times since I got here like I said we're asking for help is something I'm still trying to be better at but I know that I won't go homeless because they're here and that's a privilege not a lot of people have and so my heart just goes out to everyone who has suffered financially since COVID, really, but people who are also seeking help for mental illness during this time, I just, ooh, it is not easy. And I'd be lying if I said I didn't question some of my decisions, even going to treatment. It's changed my life so much for the better, but I still question it sometimes because I'm in debt because of it. And how fucked up is it that, like, that shows you where my priorities lie? and where our priorities lie as a culture and as a country, just that something can be really good for me, but I won't do it because it costs too much money. Like, that's just oh, it's so beyond fucked up. Um, I'd better stop talking about it now or else I'll go off on a long tangent. But um, where was I even? Oh, yeah, I guess that just brings me to the present, which is winter 2021. 
the one word that I can find to describe this time in my life is gratitude. I am just so fucking grateful for all the people that have showed up for me this year, um, including the ones in Seattle. Like I have so many just amazing people in Seattle that I want to thank for just kind of launching me off into the the chapter where I am now. Obviously, my friend Connor, who was on several episodes, um, he watched my cats while I was in treatment. And uh, my friends, Rosie and Heather, they were kind of my neighbors in Seattle. And they were with me last year when I couldn't go home for the holidays. And, you know, my, my ex, Andrew, who was also on my podcast this year, just making me part of his friend group and staying friends with me after we broke up and showing up for me. And I just, there's lots of other people I'm not naming, of course, but just from the beginning of the year, even before I left Seattle, I was feeling super grateful for my small friend group that I had found there. And then since moving here, obviously, my family has just shown up for me in so many ways. Um, my, My sister, Bonnie, who sent me that meme that I said earlier, Uh, She moved here at the same time that I did, actually, and we've both kind of been struggling, and our family has just done everything from give us rides to buy us coffee to watching pets, like, all the stuff. Uh, My dad even, like, I I got my first car this year since 2014. I know this is all over the place, but my dad actually went to the dealer with me to look at it and helped me pick it out because I don't know what I'm doing when it comes to cars. I ride motorcycles. I, and even then I don't know too much about that kind of stuff. And so not only did my dad do that with me, he did it for like three of my other siblings this year. He helped us like check out cars. And so I think it's just so cool how tight knit my family is like that and how we show up for each other. Like even when we can't support each other financially, we'll help each other in other ways. And we've always been doing that. And so I have a lot of respect slash gratitude for for that. And then obviously I have so much gratitude for you all and the podcast, which I'll talk about next week because if I start, I won't be able to stop. But in addition to that, just the new people that have come into my life this year, not just through the podcast, which is a lot of you, but new relationships I've started this year, new coworkers I've met, even people that I worked with for like three weeks at temporary jobs that really made an impact on my life. I never take any of them for granted. I know that someone might disappear from my life after a while, and I still try to just appreciate them for however long they're there. And uh, I don't know who's listening to this. I don't even really know. I I couldn't list all of your names if I tried, but to anyone who was in my life this year, whether it was for three days or three months or whatever, I really appreciate you. And every person that has helped me this year, you, you were part of the decision to keep going. I might have been having a bad day or a bad week or whatever, and your little bit of encouragement is part of what helps me keep going. And so I really, really have so much gratitude this time of year as always, but specifically this year. Like this was by far the most monumental year of my life in terms of change. And I feel like I've been talking about it for an hour and I still feel like I didn't cover half of it, but yeah, whatever's next for me. Oh my God. I forgot to say, 
I also went back to school this year. It's a long story. My dad gets disability from the government. And so this year his benefits were extended to me. Um, and I have until I'm t- basically 30 to take advantage of these educational benefits. And so I was like, why not? You know, everything else is happening this year. Why not go back to school? So I went back to school this year. I'm studying addiction prevention and treatment. I have no idea if I'm going to do anything with it professionally, but um, it's free and I'm learning a lot about myself and hopefully I can use it for the podcast. But anyway, I don't know what's going to happen next year. It's going to be really crazy, I think, and unexpected. And there will be lots of crises, but I'm also so excited. Like I've never been this excited about the future before. Obviously, I'm trying to extend the gratitude toward myself. Uh, I got myself through this year, and I'm going to get myself through another. (laughs) And I don't know how yet, but I know it's possible, and I know I have a lot of supporters to help me out, and I want to extend the same support to you all. I want to say that it's okay to ask for help and that you can do it. Even if you don't think you can, you can do it. You know, people aren't always ready to get help, at least not in the ways that they think they should. But everything starts out small, right? So maybe getting help for you isn't asking for money on Facebook. Maybe it's just setting aside 30 minutes of your time at night to research ways you can cut down on nicotine or whatever. I don't fucking know. (laughs) Not that I've been doing that. I was telling someone, you need to be ready to change. And if you're not ready, I can give you all the advice in the world and it's not going to really help. Uh, So all I'm saying is you do things at your own pace. Your timeline is valid. But with that said, I'm here to offer my support. If you need it, I believe in you and I think you can do anything. Okay, I feel like my brain is broken and I've been rambling forever and I'm making less and less sense as the time goes on. So I'm going to take a little break and when I get back, I will finish this episode with some holiday recommendations as well as tips and tricks to just survive during the most wonderful time of the year. All right, be right back. Okay, so it's been an hour. Uh, I had some popcorn with my dad and hung out with him for a little bit. And then I did that thing where you go to the bathroom for like two seconds and you end up spending forever in there on your phone looking at old pictures. And now I'm emotional because I'm trying to find like one picture from every month of this year to post in an album. And holy shit, I know I just spent forever talking about this, but like so much happened this year and it's super emotional. But wrapping up this episode, we have arrived at the end of the year and it is the holidays and the holidays are difficult for everyone, but especially those of us who struggle with our mental health. So I just wanted to bring a little humor into this week for y'all. I tried to gather some holiday survival tips and tricks (laughs) That didn't really work out. It ended up just being people like talking about uh, the things that make them laugh and things that they don't want to do for the holidays moving forward. Um, So I'll start with those because they're pretty funny and we can all use more humor in our lives. Okay, so I asked on Instagram, if you could get rid of one holiday tradition, what would it be and why? Uh, My friend Ella said, going to church, LOL, it's creepy. Uh, 100% agree. If you know me, you know I grew up super religious. My dad is a pastor, 
and church was a big part of my life forever and that's one of the things that I like as an adult is that I don't have to go and if I do um, I can just get stoned and scare old people with my tattoos <laughs> just kidding I haven't done that not in a few years at least uh, moving on. My friend Maddie says, watching the claymation Christmas movies scared me as a child. It scares me to this day. And I will have to say that I can sympathize with that, if not empathize. I never really watched the claymation Christmas movies, although I saw plenty of claymation movies that also gave me cause for concern. So that also makes me think of kids going through the holidays. Like, <laughs> this is a tangent. I didn't think I would go on, but kids have like no agency in their lives it's kind of terrifying yesterday i was i was t telling someone do you remember when your parents just controlled everything you ate and drank and watched and when you went to bed and how fucking crazy is that like they're little people and basically everything is being controlled and uh, that can obviously turn out really shitty not a hot take i know but um all that to say is if you were forced to watch claymation Christmas movies growing up. Um, what are your thoughts? Did they scare you like they scared Maddie? Would you make them part of your kids' Christmas traditions moving forward? Okay, my friend Jamie actually had a really good answer to this question. So the holiday tradition that they would get rid of would be obligatory gift giving in an attempt to buy slash prove love. Just give gifts throughout the year if you really can't help yourself so that others don't have to feel guilt for not wanting or being able to do the same. Gifts mean less than time spent to many people, but some people refuse to act beyond their own love languages for the sake of others. If you're giving a gift to someone who's asked you repeatedly not to, it's highly likely you are doing so for your own benefit over theirs, which is something to maybe work on. Uh, that's actually really, really cool to think about because obviously gift giving is a bigger part of the holidays. I, I kind of have mixed reviews. I love giving people gifts because that's part of my love language, but I know that there's a lot of people who they can't or it makes them uncomfortable. Also, I like the point they brought up, which is you can give gifts at any time of the year. Why do you have to like reserve it for this time? and feed into the capitalistic machine, essentially. Um, that's a whole other podcast episode we could do. But yeah, um, if you can't afford gifts, spend your time with people. Uh, I'm really, really bad at spending time with my friends, even if it's just like texting them. I don't do it as much as I should. And this time of year, I have more time off work than normal, so I've been trying to be better at like checking in with people. Um, still need to improve in that area but I also really like the fact that they acknowledge other love languages besides gift giving so maybe someone likes it when you check in with them over a text maybe someone would like it if you I don't know came over and helped them clean their house that's that's huge actually so yeah obligatory gift giving in an attempt to buy slash prove love is the holiday tradition that Jamie would get rid of in addition to what they would not do in the future for holidays, I asked people, what are your favorite holiday movies that incorporate mental health? Because um, that's another thing people do this time of year is watch movies like ritualistically. I don't know if that's a word or not, but I just said it. 
And I was like, okay, we all know the classics, but like, what are some things that we might have missed in some of these classic holiday movies that might have to do with mental health, uh, good or bad, right? And I didn't really get as many answers as I thought I would, um, but I got some really interesting ones, which I'll talk about now. So I asked on Instagram, what are some favorite holiday movies that incorporate mental health? (laughs) And I did a deep dive on some of these, y'all. So my friend Gio said, does Stuck in Love count? And I had to look this up. Okay. So Stuck in Love is a 2012 film directed by Josh Boone, starring Greg Kinnear and Lily Collins. Um, And here is the plot that I grabbed from Google. An acclaimed writer, his ex-wife, and their teenage children come to terms with the complexities of love in all its forms over the course of one tumultuous year. As far as I can tell, it's not like a holiday movie per se. I have not seen this movie, I'll just say that. But um, basically what I could tell looking through it is that there's a lot of themes of like failure, messy relationships, substance abuse familial drama, like all that stuff. So it seems like something I would be into. Uh, If you have seen this movie, let me know what you think. Uh, My friend Rachel said, Jack Frost deals with grief and depression following the loss of a parent. Okay, so I basically grew up in a black hole and I have not seen a lot of like pop Christmas movies. So I had to look this one up too. Um, It was made in 1998, directed by Troy Miller, starring Michael Keaton. And here is the synopsis. A father who can't keep his promises dies in a car accident. One year later, he returns as a snowman who has the final chance to put things right with his son before he is gone forever. What? (laughs) Like, that sounds so dark. And this is a children's movie? Um, I'm glad they're dealing with those themes, I guess, but I don't know if, I don't know if I would want to watch it or have my kids see it. I don't know. Well, I, obviously, Rachel, you're a fan, so, um, maybe you'll need to tell me more why you recommend it, but, um, yeah, very, very interesting premise for sure. Um, okay, so my aunt Nancy on Facebook said, it's a wonderful life. The whole movie revolves around George uh, setting off to die by suicide. So this is one that my family watches every year. It's a wonderful life. It's kind of like, uh, it is a classic. And in case you haven't seen it, it was made in 1946, directed by Frank Capra and starring James Stewart as George Bailey, who is a man who has a lot of problems in his life. He's thinking of ending things around Christmas. This angel comes down to try to save him, and if he's able to do so, he gets his wings. And so um, what he ends up doing is taking George on a tour of what his life would look like without him. That's, That's the basic premise. But you really get to see this character's past and like all that he's done and he kind of has a normal life like I think the whole point of the movie is that he has a normal life with a lot of problems but he's actually touched a lot more people than he thinks and he actually does have a wonderful life if you haven't seen it I would recommend it it's it's obviously a little dated but actually last year when I spent Christmas in Seattle I hung out at my friend Rosie's house for 
Christmas Eve, and we ended up watching It's a Wonderful Life in color for the first time. It's streaming on Amazon Prime uh, in the original black and white, but also in color. And I'm kind of a snob when it comes to that thing, and so I was like, I don't know, do we want to watch it in color? But it's pretty crazy if you've never seen uh, a black and white movie adapted into color. Basically, you can do a shitty job or a good job, and this is a really good job. It brings a lot of life into the film. It makes the characters more relatable somehow. It really, rather than like look like an artifact from past age, it actually looks like a story with real people. And um, I really enjoyed it. I would still recommend it in the original black and white, of course. But if you haven't seen this movie by now and you're looking for maybe a movie that you can watch with your family, maybe your family is more traditional or you you're hanging out with some older people or younger people, you know, uh, they need this stuff too. It's a good family friendly option to play and it can start a lot of good discussions. So um, thank you to my aunt Nancy for bringing this up on Facebook. And I would also second her opinion and say, go watch it if you haven't already. Before I end this episode, I have a couple added bonuses to add to my list of recs. Uh, The first added bonus is a podcast that I discovered this year called Chasing Childhood. It's two cousins, Steph and Lex, who just talk about all of the nostalgic childhood classic movies and video games that kind of shaped us and whether they stand this test of time now. It's really, really entertaining. And they are friends of the podcast. We comment on each other's Instagrams every now and then. And it's really nice to hear from them. They actually responded to my question, how do you survive the holidays with, uh, (laughs) we take edibles before every family function, essentially. And that just made me laugh so hard because obviously, same. They also said they do their shopping really early, like around Thanksgiving. And that my first thought was, oh, that's early because <laughs> I'm a, I'm a crazy planner and I usually start planning Christmas gifts around like July, but then I don't do anything about it and I procrastinate till the last week anyway. So their strategy sounds a lot more solid. But anyway, Chasing Childhood is a podcast that I would check out this time of year if you are either by yourself or hanging out with family and you need some like distractions. It's it's nice to listen to because it can kind of take you away from the present moment, but also it gives you, um, again, stuff to talk about with family if you're forced to hang out with them for the holidays. Also, Steph and Lex are fucking hilarious, and they do a good job. Um, The second rec that I had for y'all before saying goodbye is actually an Instagram account slash online store. Uh, So it's called Self Care is for Everyone. They're on Instagram at Self Care is for Everyone selfcareisforeveryone.com and it's basically a space that honors the importance of choosing self-care over self-harm which I am all about. They post a lot of cool stuff on their page and then they also have this online store selling really cute apparel and accessories and stuff with the theme of mental health. I saw one of their ads this week uh, and they said that for every purchase made, they're giving away one month of free therapy with BetterHelp, which if you listen to podcasts, I'm sure you've heard of. And so I was like, well, yes, I want that. And so I went on their website and I ended up buying a pack of five mystery stickers, which I got yesterday. 
And sure enough, it came with a little coupon for a month of free therapy with BetterHelp. Some of my favorite stickers were this one that has a rainbow, and then underneath it says in big black bold letters, check in with your friends. I think I'm going to put that on the back of my car. It came with the sticker I gave my mom earlier, which is uh, you can do hard things. And um, what you couldn't tell from the podcast is that it's really gorgeous, like pastel colors, just really understated and elegant and um, really cute. And then, of course, they have one that says self-care is for everyone in like a, a vintage 70s style font and then the whole background is like mushrooms and flowers and glitter and it's just so cute I think I'm gonna put that one on my water bottle um but yeah I'm not sure if they're still doing the month of free therapy with every purchase also we've passed the deadline to order gifts for Christmas which was two days ago on the 17th but still highly recommend following them uh, at Self Care is for Everyone. Anything you buy on their website, regardless of the time of year, um, they donate 10% of their net profits to nonprofit services. And then they also obviously support the artists and the mental health advocates that collaborate them with the items they offer. So um, just thought I would get you a little last minute shout out to them because they're great. With that said, I think I covered everything. This episode is, again, all over the place. Thank you for sticking around, not just for the episode, but for the last insane year of my life. I'm going to be posting some of the pictures that I found and just continuing to spread gratitude for all the great things that I have, because I have a lot of great things in my life. And moving forward in 2022, I just want to keep fighting the toxic coping mechanisms in my life. Uh, I want to keep challenging my preconceptions of of the world and um, just try to grow as a person in every way. And just going to try to keep being vulnerable and ask for help because that shit's hard, but it is necessary, at least for me. So I'll let you all know how it goes. Um, Thank you so much for sticking around and being my amazing audience and sharing your stories. I cannot wait for next week's episode in which I give out the Hot and Spicy Pickle Awards. Stay tuned for that and take care of yourself. It's okay to just survive. Seriously, that's what I'll be trying to do with my cats. And that's all I got. I want to say happy holidays, but like, it doesn't seem right. So, um, stay safe. Love y'all. Until next week. Hello, friends. It's Christina again. As always, thank you for listening. If you want to support Pickles and Vodka, you can give us a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram, Pickles and Vodka Podcast. If you could relate to anything at all we talked about today, or you just want to say hi, email me at picklesandvodkapodcast at gmail.com, or DM me on Instagram at picklesandvodkapodcast. Stay safe and have a good week. Bye.
Hey guys, thanks for listening to this episode of Pickles and Vodka. If you could relate to anything we talked about, you can follow the podcast at Pickles and Vodka Podcast on Instagram, on Facebook by typing in Pickles and Vodka Podcast. You can also email me at Pickles and Vodka Podcast at gmail.com if you have any stories or if you just want to say hi. Thanks again for listening, and I hope you guys have a wonderful week. Stay safe.